Welcome to episode 159 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to win a Jared Freeman lookalike contest. And let me introduce you to the rest of the team. The man voted most likely to spend the next four weeks feeding the bowling machine. Welcome, David. Hello. Um, are you sure it was midway through last episode? What what time did Gin start? That's when I, that's when I switched off. <laughs> Very funny we'll stuff, Paul. We'll time stamp it, Paul. Help the listeners out, you know. Help a friend in need. A friend in need. Next up is the man voted most likely to start a neighbourhood turf war with smoke signals. Welcome, Alex. Hey, guys. How are we going? Really fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was so. If you're going to have one, have a big one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always yeah. say. Yeah. You know, fanny about, Ross. <laughs> one thing I've always said is there's no need to fanny about. And, and, and often there is far too much fannying about. Exactly. You just need to get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. And lastly, the man voted most likely to cancel his orienteering tour if they force him to take his family with him. Welcome, Ross. <laughs> oh yes no never do that in fact i was actually going to go to a big winery for a weekend for no reason yeah, why would i do that just live there for two weeks perhaps three weeks yeah probably. i was thinking yeah. yeah just have um a pellet load of um red wine delivered to my doorstep <laughs> on day one yeah. See how a, I go. Um, is that a peroni red you'll sip it on there roscoe indeed mother's milk mm. <laughs> of course mm. drop Mm-hmm. All righty. Welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we're going to touch on what we just quickly were talking about there, and that is the ashes. So in the last few days, um, England have stopped all their blowheartedness and agreed to come out here and actually fucking play. Somewhere <laughs> someone thought Joe Root had a say in things and they weren't fucking coming. But um, so basically, Cricket Australia's assured them that they'll get all their bullshit that they fucking want and they'll meet their critical conditions, as it was worded in the ECB uh, statement. Basically, what's going to happen is that they're going to be given the use of a Gold Coast uh, resort, um, which is in Queensland for those playing at home, uh, to quarantine before the first test while they'll be able to have their families there. And for Boxing Day, they'll be moved to the Yarra Valley um, for, and they'll have their families there as well. Yes, Alex. In the Gold Coast, is that a sandals resort? To I'm not sure, buddy. Okay. I hope it is. Yeah, Yeah. same here. Yeah. Sponsor West Indies Cricket, you know, the That's ICC, yeah. Australian Cricket yeah. Board should put, put back into West Indies Cricket, in my opinion. That's exactly yeah. right, mate. You might see Dan Levinson from the office with a top off. So. Yeah, could end a few marriages, you never know. Yeah, that's it. Mm. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so long story short, fucking England huffed and puffed and didn't blow anything down because they're just fucking... The, probably the highlight a... of this whole situation was uh, Monty Panesar coming out that um, <laughs> England was the boss and they were in charge. Yep. It's like, yeah, okay, Monty. I don't think England's been in charge since about the fucking 18th century, mate. Yeah. But all right, you believe what you want to believe, buddy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a new world boss out and it's yeah. definitely not England. In the <laughs> world. They drink vodka. Yeah, <laughs> Mick, I'd like to go on a bit of a long rant about this. All righty. Um, yeah, well, Tim Payne, first of all, pull your head in, mate. They, oh, the paper out. tiger is like, oh, yeah. row, row. <laughs> yeah. um, he hasn't toured anywhere since COVID hit. 
We haven't gone to South Africa. We pulled out of going here, there, and everywhere. We've done a couple of limited overs series here and there with half teams. I think one we sent over to Ingram was a full-strength team. Um, the other thing is if um, – so, yeah, shut up is the point. And England I do have a point, uh, not fully on their side, but on their side a little bit because they went to Sri Lanka about to October, November last year and Chris Wokes got COVID, as I remember, mm-hmm. and someone else, uh, Mo Ali, might have had to isolate because they shared a room or something like that. Yep. And so they have actually toughed it out a bit, gone on the road to different places and they, they had to pull out. As they, they went to South Africa, then hmm. hopped out because there's a bit of COVID through the hotel. No, one's, no one can say, oh, you're doing it right or wrong. But they did at least got on a plane and got somewhere. So I understand their hesitancy on coming to Australia and doing this again. Hmm. And I also understand from their perspective, they must be looking going, hang on, Queensland had four cases in a month. What the hell are you on about? Because yeah. we've taken a different approach to them. So their experience of how to live with COVID is very different yeah. to ours. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just different. Yeah. Um, the other thing is Australian health authorities, if they're going to let these people have special scenarios, then let them have heaps of special scenarios. You're letting them into the country when you won't let your own citizens in, uh, allegedly. So mm. fine. Just let them do whatever the hell they want, you know? <laughs> Test them and then let them go, like, or, or put them in the resort for a week and stuff like that. But it's like, oh, they can't train. They've got to sit in their hotel room. What a load of nonsense. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, how, yeah. how could they not drive in a minivan that's parked there that no, the hire person throws the keys in the air when they run away <laughs> from the place and then they drive themselves to the training ground that's empty other than them and they train yeah, and then yeah, they drive yeah. back again and yeah. they order Uber Eats every night. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. Just and they send in a so cleaner and stuff or whatever. To... Don't even. Clean your own shit up. Can't no, you I mean, know? like, for the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to clean, like, assuming assuming if you wanted to follow your like, own COVID, sheets. COVID <laughs> protocols, if they go and train oh, at a yeah, venue, yeah. you get a mm. deep cleaner to come in afterwards, mm. like they do yeah. in an exposure site yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. probably don't do that in England. I have absolutely no idea. No, that's it. You follow all yeah. the Australian protocols, like like the guy in the full hazmat suit spraying down the goalposts at the Perth Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> WA or whatever, yeah. As, as Luke Beveridge said in a lighthearted moment, we've been COVID tested 14 times. Pretty sure we're negative, mate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I know, you know, you can get flippant about it. We've all had enough of it. Um but yeah, if if you're going to let let the team, your overseas sporting team come in ahead of apparently allegedly ahead of Australian citizens, well, just let them go. Then they've got a special privilege to come. Then yeah, don't, don't have to then lock them down and stuff. It's like no, just be sensible about it, uh, or or just say no, we don't want them. None yeah. of this bull. It's either on or off. Not oh, they can come if we can lock them in a hotel for fourteen days. Mm. It's just what? Come on, you're not Mark McGowan. Get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> He's allowed to do it. He's allowed <laughs> to do it. He's, he's king of WA. He's, he's a, he's a man himself, himself. Oh, Mark McGowan. No worries yeah. about that. Kim John Cowan. Yeah, look <laughs> <here>. <laughs> but um, I think the good point you made, Ray, there is the whole, like, them, like you know, locking the rooms and going, you can't train, you can't do anything. So, but yeah, effectively isolating this whole squad together, why yeah. can't they fucking yeah. co-mingle? That's a bit that always gets yeah. me with these, like, Things like that, yeah. but yeah, I I do understand, but that that is actually up to the ECB the commingling. I think because if they want to go, hang on, if one of you guys gets it and we commingle, we all get it. Yeah, yeah. So that I think that should be the touring 
um, party or like a football team or whoever they're giving a special case to, it's their call what they do on that front. Because imagine the ashes if the whole England squad has to pull out like they did in England Mm. uh, when they had a COVID scare. Well, mate, um, judging by the uh, Mm. squad that we're about to read out in a little bit, if they all pulled out the results, if they all pull out or don't pull out, I think the results are going to be about the fucking. <laughs> There's plenty of poms living in Perth in play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, Dan Morrell can get a test. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My question is about uh, reciprocity. So, you know, we're sending England to, you know, the, the sunny surrounds of the Gold Coast. When we go over there, where the fuck are we going? We're gonna to have to go to Spain to get any fucking sun, right? <laughs> and then we're we gonna have them... to. You're gonna have to stop doing war tours to France. We're sending them to one of the region's better uh, winery areas in the Yarra Valley. Where are we gonna go? South of France to get a decent vineyard. They, the Aussies call, shouldn't boy. be complaining. They should be licking their lips. They're like, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get to go to a resort in Spain and then travel around the south of France for all the wine we can drink. This is perfect. Let them in. Yeah, I do like that. Um, it's so important that um, they're able, their wives or girlfriends and families are able to come here for the Boxing Day test. Why? Because it's holiday time in the UK and they want to get Christmas. away from the cold. So Christmas cold. come together. Family, family comes uh, together in Christmas. Uh, it's got nothing to do with that. It's fun to get up. As you said, Alex, put it so well. Oh, piss up holiday got him over the line. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Fuck, I would be like, I don't know if I'll come over to a COVID-riddled state. Uh, they're like, oh, well, you know, there's Darnberg Winery you stay at five stars. Oh, yep, lock me in. I booked the we say COVID-riddled state. Where we're getting sort of 800 to 1400 cases. Mm, what about okay. COVID riddled England where they're getting you know, oh, yeah. tens of thousands? Oh, England's yeah. gone full Darwinism. It's just survival of the fittest over there yeah. at the fucking minute. It's like, yeah, yeah, just fucking, if you can outrun it, good luck to you. Fucking no worries. See you later. And I don't mind it. We should be thinning out some of the problems, <laughs> I reckon. More people who wash, less who don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll separate the soap dodgers from the real ones. People yeah. who wash their hands. <laughs> Uh, all righty. So while we've touched, while we're talking about this, we might as well the England uh, Ashes squad that they're bringing out did get announced in the last few days. So we'll quickly run through that. Uh, so um, despite all his uh, posturing and carrying on, Joe Root will come out and captain the side. Um, and with him, he's bringing Jimmy Anderson, Johnny Besto, Don Best, Big Stu Broad, Rory Burns, Josh Butler, Zach Radical, Zach Crowley, Asib hmm. Hamid. Is that the guy with all the shit that was on his fingers in the last tests? Yep. Uh, Dan Lawrence, Jay, uh, Jack Leach, Darwin Milan, Craig Overton, the sergeant, Ollie Pope, Ollie Robinson, too many Ollies for my liking personally, Chris Wokes and Mark Wood. Now, for those playing at home, there's about one bloke in that fucking squad that bowls faster than 100K, so it's going to be interesting when they come out here fucking, and face our batting attack. We'll see how that all goes for them. I think uh, Wokes will do well. He seems to be in amazing form at the moment. Um, but other than the, the rest of them just seem like that. Well, there's going to be no swing after the first 12 overs of each session. So I feel like it's just going to be a bit of a yum-yum session. But I think, uh, Yeah, I think they'll be up and about in the pink ball test. But the normal test, yeah. I think, is going to be very, very interesting. I'd be... Um, 
getting Jim and Stu ready for their one test in Australia, the pink yeah. ball and <laughs> cannon fodder. So they're not going to play together, obviously. Wood, obviously, bowls heat, so he'll play yeah. most tests if he doesn't He's break down. He's one bloke that bowls over 100 case, yeah. yeah he prime, should be priming Wood to play, like, one, three, and five, I reckon, yeah. something like that, one, three, four. Yeah, get him, all, get him all lacquered yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. And then Jim to come in for the pink ball, which I think is number two. Mm. Yeah. Root's obviously a genuine A-grade bat. Yeah. Um, and hasn't, made, hasn't had fun in Australia, but... I only ever seems to make between 50 and 70 against us. And then yep. Milan got 100 last time he was out here in Perth, I think. Yep. Um, but I don't see many others in that team scoring too many runs. Butler might get away to a couple, but... Mm. It looks pretty thin in the in the batting stakes without Stokes to hold them up at five six. They've gone back to a few old favourites too, Johnny Bairstow. Yeah. Oh. Who's going to be so shit? He He is good for the listeners there, Ross. What you just did. Oh, yeah. Bairstow's going to get LBW sixteen times in five tests. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to predict it. Like You'll be giving gonna... it 16 times, reverse a few of them through DRS, but still be out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I we're too bullish, though. I've got this like, sinking oh, feeling that we're going to get uh, fucking done 3-2 or something. Who the fuck's going to make it? We couldn't even beat India here with a full-strength team. Oh, yeah, when they chased down 400 million yeah. runs in last yeah. days. Yeah, fuck. I reckon it's going to be a good contest simply because both sides look shit. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be yeah. like it's like the English Lions versus Australia, eh? It should be pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's there's been a you know there's obviously a bit of a not uproar is not the right word, but there's a lot of excitement on Twitter yesterday because Ben Stokes put up a photo saying that he can finally grip his bat again since his um surgeries. Yeah. Everyone got a bit excited. I mean, is he gonna be a late call up? Is he gonna be a late call up? Um, they're they're gonna start playing in about a month, and he can just grip a bat now. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, probably not. Would be my and, fucking guess. But yeah, our, our border's close to New Zealand anyway. I think. Yeah. It? So, so he's fucked. Yeah. So he's in big trouble there anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. I think like there's a lot of obviously a bit of, bit of banner going around at the moment involving like Ross said, Tim Payne and having the army armies getting stuck in him because you know, and Iceland cricket got stuck in him on Twitter because you know. Iceland are the fucking bee's knees when it comes to fucking cricket. Stay in your own lane, cunts. That's all I'm going to fucking say to you. Oh, I love like, Iceland cricket on Twitter, by the way. Stay in your own that fucking lane. Don't play in that TT, fuck T10 comp. Just oh, so that glorified international park cricket. I don't, think fuck they, off. I don't think they even <laughs> qualify for that. <laughs> Bam, there you go. They're fuck bloody it. good on socials, though. I think yeah, they're, they're, nah, they're fuck the em. world's <laughs> best cricket social media nation. Cricket national cricket body on social media. Yeah, uh, Mick, I was going to say, there's a lot of stats came out about the players, and you know Zach Crawley in the last um, tests summer, the uh, last twelve months in Test cricket, he's averaged eleven point fourteen. So they brought him over to Australia, stuff like that. Yeah. The one stat that I thought was missing was how many of these players have families, because that's the that's why they're going to the winery for the families. Yeah, there's a so lot of young Joe folks in this side. Kids. Mm. Yeah, I know Joe Root has kids and Joss Butler. And yeah. well, Jim Anderson, Stu Broad, probably old enough to have kids, but I don't know that they even do. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't tell you. And yeah. Stu has no face, Jack Leach doesn't have kids, just judging by his face. But, yeah. <laughs> or Rory Burns, judging by his face. 
Pirate of the Caribbean. Sort of like quirks and demeanor. Hey, mate, when when you look like I do, that's how you can just judge everyone else. Like, you know, fucking. Exactly. And that's it. When you're so superior to everyone else, that's exactly right. You're allowed to judge them. We just saw over the fucking we just saw in the last few days. I am built like a pristine state cricketer. So fucking <laughs> 22 <laughs> years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it'd be interesting too from an Australian point of view, because the batting's up in the air for Australia. And if they go with the same four bowlers in every test match, I think once again, excuse me, they'll get found out like they did against India. Yep. But mm. um, we shall see. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they take, if they look at this England side and look at what see weaker side they're sending out, whether the likes of a Riley Meredith or someone finally do get a crack at trying to get into the bowling lineup. Or a so, Mick Nisa or someone yeah. like that. Mm. Mm. Jai, Jai High Richardson, if you can. Yeah, could be oh, a yeah. All, all the big guns. Yeah. He's back, took a forfa. <laughs> He's got a very long run-up, I will he, say, for a man involved. I was watching him today, and he doesn't move that well in the field either. He's pretty – like, he looks like he's moving fast. but Sure, he's weighing him down. Anyway, we've skipped it again. <laughs> All righty. So we're going to – then we're going to – we'll move on. From that. We're going to quickly touch on a little bit of BBL news. So there's actually Signing been another – Signings. <laughs> Signings. Yes, there was no no signings. This is actually oh, a bit of news boring. around a Back proposed rule change that's going to be coming into the BBL apparently. So um, change, the plan, the plan is bringing in a timeout rule for BBL batters. So yeah, okay, timed out's already why you can be dismissed in cricket, and yeah, okay, fair enough. But what they're doing is they're BBLing this rule up as fucking they do with all their rules. Trent and, the, and the way the rule is going to be is if the batsman or the batter fails to reach the pitch on time, the bowler will get what the equivalent of a bowling free hit, which means the batsman has to stand to the side of the pitch and the bowler gets one gets to bowl at the stumps. And if they hit the pegs, on your bike, cunt, you're fucking out. And if they miss, you get the bat. Right. Get to throw your bat on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> How does that speed the speed the game up? It's just a I, deterrent. It's, it's it. But what I'm what I'm far with arm at will get fucking preheated out every game when he gets his bat. Like fucking yeah. hell. But I apparently I, I like you notice it, I think it's from watching live, there is a few blokes who tend to just slowly wander out to the pitch. And they, um, as a general rule, they tend to be the West Indian boys who kind of just fucking waltz their way out there. But um, I don't, I don't know if it's really if it's really needs for a whole rule change to come around this happening. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's shit, Mick. That's what it is. Let's be honest. It's absolutely <laughs> crap. Um, it's never going to happen once. There's no way a batsman's going to just wander out slowly and let the bowl have a free throw at the stumps. Um, we've obviously fixed it up. We've mid-offed it, so to speak. And um, we decided, wasn't it, if you call for a drink, then the bowler gets a three shot at the stumps. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you change gloves, he gets two, three um, <laughs> bowls at the stumps. You see, we, and, we um, ended up with the consensus deciding on that, but... You know, I still think my idea of 
you know, you're allowed to have a drink, but the next ball you face up with zero protective gear on. As you oh, pay. that's even better. Nude. Yeah. 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 Nude. Trousers and, and even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you change gloves, well, then you don't wear gloves for the rest of your mm. innings. Change bat, you can't have a bat for the rest of your <laughs> <laughs> Change helmet, no helmet. You get no hit helmet. in the bods, no helmet yeah. for the rest of your Yeah, get, get hit in the privates and want to change your um, cup over. Up, no up, cup. Up, no <laughs> more abdominal guard. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's yeah. it. I think that's got merit. Uh, you slide on your shirt, make a big statement, take it off. The one that shits me is the fucking David Warner taking your gloves off, pushing yes. the non-strikers in, then you're going to put yeah. them back on before you face up. Oh, so that's one of my ideas <laughs> in cricket. You're not allowed mm. to take centre anymore, so you just walk yeah. out there and you just fucking bat. You don't take guard and waste 50 minutes fucking re-scratching <laughs> every ball. You just go... That looks about where middle is. That's where I'm facing that. Well, I think yep. the um the there's a job there for the um groundsman just to put another line in the middle of the pitch. Can't be that hard, can it? Surely. No. No. How could it be that hard? No, just put another line there. <clears throat> Pretty fucking easy. Base of middle stump, put a line coming out from there. Mm. Yeah. Just, there it is. There you go. That's the center. Wow. Well, they've you know, we there's the thing in golf where you put your little thing down next to your golf ball, just have three of those. Mm. One on middle, one on leg, one on off. What a turf. How long it takes to fucking fielders for them to realise it's a left hand, right hand combination. <laughs> Just fucking smarten yeah. up. Yeah. Look at me. Oh, oh, who, who's on Another, another point sake. there, Bull. Uh, set your field for the over. That's it. No change. Yeah, don't change it. 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 <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just bold matter. Yeah. Yeah, just bold matter. If you have a five five times, stiff yeah. shit. Stiff mm. shit. Yeah. You, yeah. Wanted, you wanted long <laughs> off back. So it's better. Here you go. Push six singles to him. So what? I reckon another way to speed up cricket, wides shouldn't be an extra ball, but that should yeah. be worth four runs. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you bowl a wide, it's four runs, and if it goes to four, you get eight, whatever, but you don't yeah. get that ball again as a bat. And same yeah. for no balls. Yep. Yeah. Except in the last over where they can be re-bowled at the batter's request. Ooh, so you bank them. Ah. <laughs> that, that's a um, uh, that's that's an indoor cricket rule. Oh, is it? Because yeah. okay. right. they're only worth one. So if you're an indoor cricket podcast, amount, you could, you could bowl Be six points all over that rule. Fucking yeah. So, um, but anyway, so, you could have that. That could be called the power splurge. And okay. you could go nuts in the last <laughs> over because you could be bank up all your no balls. I'll tell you what, I've just power splurged over all these rules. <laughs> um, <laughs> what we're doing, actually, Bull, is is unlike what they did in the 100 where they kept all, kept all the shit bits of cricket, we're getting rid of them. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're making it better. better. Yeah. And so, quicker, because apparently that's what cricket needs to be. It needs to be fuckloads quick. quicker. As yeah. fast as see, possible. So yeah. that being said, Ross, yep. my next suggestion is one-minute changeovers. Which means oh, yeah, the two absolutely. opening batsmen actually need to fucking sprint off the ground like they currently do for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sit around for forty five. Yes, yeah, so no they take thirty seconds to sprint off, fifteen seconds to put all your shit back on, and you're back <laughs> out in fifteen seconds. Yeah, and the bowlers what? are already batting, so they just yeah. take their shit off, get the the drinks cart to take their like pads baseball. away, just warm. Yeah. <laughs> Few no. shoulder charges. No, I didn't. Yeah, do one of these ones where you bash your shoulders with your nose. <laughs> to make that work, to make that work, Al, I reckon you feel too short yeah. when it's one wicket Absolutely. left. Absolutely. Yeah. You two yeah. openers run off when it's nine there. Yeah, pat it up. Yeah, and then just get rid of this guy straight or out there. They go to five leg. They go to five leg. The batting coach brings around their kit bag and yes. their five leg, they've got to put their pads and thigh guards yeah. on. So they're and just out in the real... field when the changeover yeah. happens. <clears throat> 
And it's also the gear it's a real conundrum. The Don't swap hands. Just bolt them on. Mike training. Put Mike training. Put everyone's bags behind the keeper, and you just fucking pad up. Well, it's a it. real conundrum, Alex. Like, um, yeah. do you field the last over in your batting pads? Because Absolutely. you might you might cost the slips. four runs, but then you'll be ready for the first delivery, and the bowler won't get a so free go he, at the start. Here's how I'd do it. He'd be my strategy: thigh guard, abdominal guard, and help on the outside on and front pad, front pad. No, no yeah. pads. But you can put pads on in a minute. But the hard part for your thigh guard, your abdominal guard, you can do that in between overs at fine leg. Helmet yeah. on, fine yeah. leg for the last little bit. Hopefully they don't have a stand like Dale <laughs> <Nail> State did. <laughs> <laughs> You're out there you for five hours. You can take it off, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> the helmet. No, that's the rule. You can't take it off once it's on. Oh, so once your protective equipment's on, it's on. Yep. Yeah, Imagine Peter thing. Siddle bowling in a bloody helmet. I don't know why he opened, but <laughs> trying to break the last partnership. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other thing they've got to do, of course, is bowl sets of five overs from the one end because there's yeah. no need to change that often. Um, yeah. The <clears throat> the next thing, of course, is um, I, I agree with you. No one needs half time going for fifteen minutes. So if I ever go to a BBL game again. There's no way I'm going to sit through 15 minutes of the motorbikes doing their thing on the <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Someone I'm, setting I'm up a in. Roman candle, <laughs> blowing the Roman candle, packing up the Roman candle. They can also, when, with this game moving so fast, there'll be no, they won't need to hire that DJ who plays, you know, a minute of a song between yeah, us. We, st- we still for, need, just, sorry, Paul, we still need trampolitis in the yeah, crowd, yeah. though. He'll, he'll just know, get two notes there. out. Something's a sacred. <laughs> And then it'll be next over. Trample hands and drum circles. I've got an unpopular opinion. Uh, To speed the game of cricket up, umpires should get fitter, the big fat fucks. (laughs) They take forever to walk from square leg to central and back again. Get fucking fitter or just stand behind the stumps when the bowler's bowling. There are two options. Lose weight or just stand there and cop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think also with the not changing ends, the umpires don't need to change. Just you do five straight, 30 yeah. balls, or yeah. whatever it is, 36 yeah. even, focus. Yeah. Go on, the focus. issue with the current state of umpires <laughs> is that from those five overs, the, each over at square lead, they'd have to creep in and get closer and closer just to make it to the other <laughs> spot on top. <laughs> He's like leg slip fucking for the last <laughs> With his Star Wars thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we pit the eyes out of that. God, we've made cricket good. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what we, we do. Happen. That's what we're here for. And then what will happen is to speed the game up, we'll have to slow it down, Nick. KD yeah. Yes. Speed yeah. it up by slowing it down. Slow <laughs> it down. Less rotations. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Big net uh, around the boundaries so the ball doesn't go into the crowd. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Get that good. back. Yeah. Sorry, Mick. <laughs> oh, sorry. If we speed up enough, we might be able to go back to eight ball overs like the old days. So that, that's it. Thomas <laughs> Tess, because it'll be over in a day. Uh, all righty. So, yeah, we'll pick the eyes out of that, as David said before. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little bit about the um, women's current old oh, just-finished series against uh, where Australia were playing India. Uh, so we're going to start off. I, I didn't. I think we talked about the ODIs last time around, but I haven't got it written down. Yeah, anywhere, we did but I because do have it was in McKay Kai. Yeah, and, that's um, right. That's why we're talking about. They got about. a pub fucking, there or something. That's where you had inside. The best segment bastard. we've ever had was talking yeah. about where they were. I'm having cricket. Vietnam-like flashbacks. Shell shock. All right, so, yeah, so Australia played India in a women's uh, test match. Um, so the uh, Aussies won the toss and they elected to have a bowl. 
Um, so India would declare eight down for 377. Uh, it was Smritri Mandana who got 127 for the Indians and uh, Deepi Sharma got 66. Um, for the uh, Aussies, uh, Sophie Molyneux got two, two for 45 and Stella Campbell got two for 47. Um, yeah. Aussies bowled fucking woefully. Yeah. Dropped a few catches too. Old Annabelle, oh. Annabelle Sutherland dropped one on debut, unfortunately. But yes. Oh, it was one of the worst sort of fielding bowling um, yeah. uh, outputs Spice. I've seen from the Australian women's side. It was terrible. Like I don't know, like lockdown killed them. I don't never use that as an excuse, but like there probably was no excuse for how poorly they bowled. Well, they played. They played those three T Twenties beforehand. I know not all of them played in those games, but they've been training yeah. together for a while. So there's, there's, there's not really too much of an excuse. And like I know they're not fully professional because of the way women's cricket is at the moment, but they're still relatively semi-professional. So you're still going to have some fucking ability the, to be able to switch yeah. on and do your job. They're fully professional. The um, national side. Oh, the national yes. ones are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fully. Pro- all the players on contracts and that, that, that they don't have to have another job to play. Even less um, excuse then. Absolutely. They got out of jail in the T20s mm. on numerous occasions. But we should have lost this series against India. India were far better at every aspect of the game. They Except just winning. Yeah, choking, they're better at choking. (laughs) Yes, agreed, agreed. And like there was a little, you know, we probably would have uh, probably drawn the series if the no ball over waist high wasn't called. Oh, yeah. um, Which resulted in Australia winning that T20 game. Oh, ODI. ODI. Default, you beauty. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's an interesting point though, Alex, because uh, yeah, I agree with across the series. Australia got out of jail on so many times. Mm. India just couldn't seal the deal. Um, but in the Test match in particular, Australia were pretty much saved by the rain. Mm-hmm. And those things you mentioned, like they're feeling that drop catch where it just was like that, yeah. <laughs> mid off, mid on. Uh, that's just terrible. <clears throat> you could make you know, uh, statements about, well, you know, they don't play test cricket very often at all. So, um, but they play know, cricket. The things but I they got play wrong cricket. cricket things. That's right. That's yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. It's not length of game no. or That's pressure right. stuff. Maybe yeah. for the, like, I feel like all the debutants, and there was a few for Australia in this series, they're all shit fielders. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, all of it were just like crap, slow in the field, don't have really good arms, um, dropping catches, diving over balls, etc. Um, the, the elder statesmen, if you will, in the um, team are all good fielders. So I don't know whether it's like a, a just the type of player they're picking because they're sort of picking that the best cricketers are the most talented. It seems to me a lot of them are all rounders. So maybe because yeah. they're sort of more bowlers, they're a bit less agile. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just, yeah. 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 no, that's very true. Um, all rounders, geez, the Australian um, men's cricket team could have a look at how to deploy a set of bowlers. Mm. <laughs> Eight bowlers used to bowl like yeah. 16 overs in a T20. I, yeah, um, yeah, in, in the BBL, there was like openers mm. in the BBL. Uh, Nicola Carey opens, yeah. she's batting at eight. Nine. It's like the amazing the embarrassment of riches. But yeah, mm. again, we got lucky. We played poor cricket in yeah. the entire series, in my opinion. I think yeah. what that mm. what that fielding display showed is that it's not just um 
exclusive to men that most people hate fucking field and train just want to and bowl. <laughs> Matthew Motch and fall on his sword. Well, I actually, you've got a good point there, Bull, because we are, you know, we, we use the incumbents here, but yeah. we are the best side in international women's cricket by a long measure. And the Indian cricket team um, are semi-professional. They're all sort of sponsor hired by... I think the Indian railroads or something, and they're required to work um, in their jobs for that business as well as train for cricket. And they outplayed us in just about every aspect apart from getting us over the line. So I think Matthew Mott has something to, you know, he has something to answer for. I agree with that, Alex. And But we do know that there's no tougher test as an Australian cricket team than playing India in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We've learned that. We so were up by 300 million what runs the, rest the of the game. Before we Sorry. get back in the yeah. women because they can't field. Um, so the Aussies would declare nine down for 241. Um, Felice Perry will get 68 not out. Ashley Gardner will get 51. Uh, Pooja Vastraka will get three for 49. And Julhan Goswami will get two for 33. Um, in making that 68, Elise Perry became the first Australian international cricketer to make 5,000 international runs and take 300 international wickets. So well done to her. Um, mm. It's really a blight on Warnie considering how many fucking international games he made. He couldn't get 5,000 <laughs> runs, a big fat cunt. But anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, uh, we fucking had who have like played forever. And yeah. like, this is the first time he's had my well under at least. But I'm, I was generally sh- genuinely shocked that she was yeah. the first Australian to ever do it. Like, yeah. I looked up, I looked up Warnie's numbers. As yep. soon as I read Elise Perry was the first, I was like, yeah. that cannot be right. I'm looking up Warnie's numbers. And sure enough, yep. So he batted at eight his entire career, Warnie, right? Made the most what? runs without – so the most ever – so the highest test, test aggregate without making 100. Yeah. But, yeah, like you're right, Mick. He played, what, like 140 tests or something yeah. stupid? But, and the thing like, was, hers is international, so it's also one day as and test. So, you'd, look – you think Warnie between yeah. all of those games would have been yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. He made like he made fuck all. I, think, I looked it up. There was not many one day runs because yeah, he wouldn't right. have batted too many yeah. times. Yeah. One day. Well, that's that true as well. Right. But still, fuck no. Yeah, oh, you shit out, Shane. Fucking hell, <laughs> yeah, Shane. Um, so, so yeah, so the Aussies declared. Um, obviously with the four day cricket, trying to create a bit of a um chance to have a result. They declared about 130 runs behind. Um. India would then declare um, at three for 135, which would give the Aussies about 260 mm. to win. Um, it was uh, Shafila Verma who made 52 for the Indians and Georgia Wareham would take one wicket for 12 runs in that uh, innings. The Aussies would need 271 for victory, but they get to 236 and between rain and light and all that thing, the captains <laughs> come together in the last session and basically just shook hands and went, we'll have a draw, thanks. Um, yeah, and that was it. So the mayor, uh, the player of the match was um, Smithry Manhana for her ton. Um, so, yeah, and like, like as well as ones where you go, well, why don't the girls just play five days? Because it would have actually made this really, really fucking interesting yeah. if there had been a fifth yeah. day. Like, uh, <clears throat> there's no reason not to. Yeah. Even, it just, even if they did sort of a dodgy and called it a reserve day like they did with yeah. that ICC World Test Championship mm. and they needed it. That yeah. India-New Zealand test. Uh, un- unlucky in Australia, we don't think of rain delays except in Sydney. Yeah. But then they played the next game on the Thursday still at the same venue, 
So, like, they, you mm. know, they could have just had another day. Yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. And can't control the weather, I know, but, yeah. There was, there was Call some it criticism. a reserve day. Some yeah. criticism of Meg Lenning's captaincy during the test match or after the test match about sort of the way it petered out and whatnot. But as we discussed before around fielding, that is a cricket thing, right? But captaining a test match, she, she raised a good point. She's like, I'm not going to get much better at it if I can't do it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. They play one test match every bloody four years or whatever it is. Yeah. How the it's, hell is she supposed to get better at captaining a, a test match? But the it's not even that like The way they fielded, she's got a plan on taking 15 or 20 weeks. Yeah, that's good. It's like fucking park cricket. You've yeah. got a plan on taking, you've got to come up with 20 fucking chances to take them. Because yeah. half of them people are going to fuck up and you're not going to get them. Yes, Ross, go. Yeah, uh, the right ball. And there's, this is the second season in a row where I've heard murmurings out of players like Meg Lanning and others about when, when politely saying, when is Cricket Australia going to give us a first-class competition for women? Yeah. Looking at if they're playing four-day test match, which if it hadn't rained would have been fine because there was 100 over days or something like that. Yeah. They're a bit longer. Um, yeah, because they get through their overs because they're not yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not entitled um, assholes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> outside the gilded bubble, not inside it. Yes, um, outside looking in, right? Yeah, that's it, rather than inside looking out. Yeah. Mm, like the man in the tent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, mm. Don't throw some stones out. Shut up. Right, do we have a bubble. point, Ross and Alex? Yes. Stop cutting no, no, off. The point is, they should be playing a three-day competition, first-class competition amongst the six states. Possibly mm. even the ACT as well, because the ACT play in the WNCL, the 50-over competition. Yeah. And uh, even if they just played, say, three games or something like that, and it was a bit of a two pools, one of three, one of four, and the, you know, then you had a place playoff or something, so a yeah. final and then a fourth game. I mean, there's a month worth of three-day cricket. And uh, I think then people like Meg Lanning would get some captaincy practice to uh, take through two tests. And I do think they, sh- they should be able to play four tests a summer. Look, yeah, that's the other India, thing. I need India could tests. come here yeah. and quarantine for 14 days. So in another, you know, 12 months time or even hopefully, they could come for the same length of time and they could have just played two tests on consecutive weekends. The tour would, wouldn't be any longer. Mm. And uh, it'd be great. Three ODIs, two tests, three T20s. And I yeah. think that's a good, that's good a good length series. Yeah. Um, each every week, four weekends in a row. And then I like this timing now because they've, what they've managed to do is back in the T20s straight into the WBBL, which starts tomorrow. Yeah. And they've signed up about eight, ten Indian players who are going to yeah, stay there's on. Yeah, the Indian girls yeah. playing, which will be good. Yeah, who are going to stay on for the next um, six weeks and play WBBL. So if they get the international tour happening at the end of September, early October, leading the WBBL, they just get a heap of signings out of there, out of the mm. international team to, to play BBL and that go, WBBL, and that goes up as well in standard. So uh, that's really good because the one thing Elise Perry said last year, I remember, was she said um, it'd be great to have a fixed date test uh, for women's cricket, yeah. like Boxing Day. Mm. Yeah, can't compare like, New yeah, Year's test ball because that, yeah. that follows the Julian calendar, as we know. So that's yes. not yeah. it's the cycle of the moon, like Easter. That's right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and it could be the second weekend in October is women's cricket and the yeah. second and third weekends in October are uh, women's cricket testaments. Yeah, mm. that's it. Yeah. Yep. And then coming the other way, they seem to have found a spot uh, as um, – just after the BBL finishes, first two weeks of February, that's when the women's ashes is really on. Mm. 
end after the BBL finishes, it it happens then. So I think that's another good spot because February is basically no men's cricket, so they're not competing. Anyway, there you go. All righty. So uh, yeah, so to finish this series off, we had the three T20Is, which we'll quickly run through. Uh, first one was rained out. Um, second one, Aussies won the toss, okay. elected a bowl. India were nine for one eighteen. Um, Pujar Vastakara got 37 not out. Uh, Sophie Molyneux will get two for 11. The DJ. would chase it, six down. They get six one. Uh, they get six for 119. Atalia McGraw will get 42 red. And Gakawad will get three for 21 for the Indians. Um is win by four wickets. But as we know, under the Parenti system, it is three wickets because they didn't take all 10. So you can't win by a wicket. You didn't fucking take. Uh, player of the match was Talia McGrath for 42 not out. Um, so the third T20I, India won the toss and they elected to have a bowl. So the Aussies make five for, for 149. Beth Mooney would get 61 and Talia McGrath in the runs again getting 44 red. It was once again a gay Aquad getting two for 37 for the Indians. Uh, India would get six for 135 and reply it would be Mandhana getting 52. And Nicola Carey would get two for 42 for the Aussies. Australia win by 14 runs. Player the match was once again Talia McGrath. Beth Mooney was a bit stiff getting 61 mm. at the top of the order, but they're getting ready is better according to the Cricket Australia website. So I want to say to those bikes, fuck them because they're not. Cause it should have been, be- been Beth Mooney. Yes, Alex. Um, Talia McGrath got the player of the series as well. I hope you weren't going to um, just get oh, to I that. I have that written down, so you she, can, that, that can be your announcement. One of the greatest um, uh, statements um, from a player being interviewed about being the player of the series, um, questions were asked, asked her about her batting, and she goes, in the end, batting is batting. I see ball, hit ball. <laughs> like, really? Oh, wow. Is that what, that's it. You boil everything down to batting is batting, see ball, hit ball. Yeah. It's that simple, everyone. So no, That's it, mate. It's like I always say, the yeah. aim of cricket batting is to hit the ball as far yes. away from you as humanly fucking possible. That is what it's all about. Yes, Roscoe. Uh, you might remember a while ago, we were all over a bit of uh, social media work the Australian women's cricket team did down at the Junction Over where they were popping out oh, of the yeah. sight screens and jumping out of the bottom of grandstands going, Bever Regino. Yes. <laughs> well. I was listening to a podcast the other week. Um, I think it was based out of Sydney, produced in Sydney. Mm -hmm. And um, this ad came on and some sort of, it sounded like a bit of a, someone who uh, said that was a bit of a socialite, someone who'd be in the social pages. And she said, I'm getting down to my local um, uh, somewhere sellers to get a Beveragino. Carbon sellers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, maybe that's where it's come from. This white yeah. person whose name escapes me. Oh, it wasn't Nadia Bartel, was it? Yeah. That sort of type, Nick. Yeah. He likes a few uh, nose Beverettinos, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going to come up to get a plate. Cocaino. Yes. So there you Anybody go. want a cocaine? No, pop that from the side it's, of a it's, yeah, it's it's code. No one knows what it is. It's, it's the Italian word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Sicilian dialect, I think. Yeah, that's uh, it. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. You know, it's true. It's a beautiful yeah. language. Sotto yeah. voce. Hmm. The language okay. of love, everyone. That's it. Before we offend Mick and his ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to move, we'll move on, I think. Yeah. We'll move on. So we're talking about a bit of domestic cricket. So um, 
Before we talk about the games that were played, there's a little bit of an update concerning uh, New South Wales and Victoria. We haven't played any domestic cricket yet this year due to COVID. This is about as good as BBL signings, Mick. These yeah. sort of updates. <laughs> so New South Wales and Victoria have given up on playing against any other state teams before Christmas, but are now hopeful yeah. instead they can arrange to play three Sheffield Shield games against each other in the coming weeks. So, How um, did that work, Mick? Three games against each other? No, they don't, they're not oh, really playing each other, telling you what they said, mate. Uh, yeah, Ross. I thought you might have, because you'd written it down, you might have gone, oh, it's interesting as I write this down, I have some thoughts about this that I'd like to share on a podcast. Let's start a podcast. I don't know. (laughs) Control C, control V doesn't involve writing. (laughs) (laughs) You usually read what you control C, control V. No, I read a bunch of media and then close my laptop. This is is the second time I've read this fucking thing, mate. Please, Mick, Mick, there's no no need to read it first before the podcast. Control C, control V. We have, uh, you know, perfect evidence of that from last podcast of Alex yeah. follows that method to a, to the left. Absolutely, letter. that's exactly what I just said yeah. ten seconds what ago. You, Ross, what yes. you should do is Control A and then delete. That would be better. Oh, good. Select so, all uh, and so delete. The Victorian oh. New South Wales teams have been willing to spend a fortnight in hotel rooms without training exemptions, but the other states have still said no to letting them in. So, New South Wales head of male cricket, the newly appointed Maxi Klinger. Confirmed that these applications to state governments had fallen through, and cricket officials are now optimistic the two teams can instead play matches in Melbourne and Sydney as early as this month, which is October. Uh, the test players for those two states who are not going to the T20 World Cup, so talking about guys like Nate Lyon, Will Pekoski, and James Pattinson, will hopefully be running around playing cricket soon, according to Klinger. So, um, it's a case of uh, too little, too fucking late, I think, because we suggested this about. Two podcasts ago, which is the way we record podcasts, I think it was about four months ago. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yes, Roscoe. Yeah, out trying to get his team into other states to train is having about as good a strike rate as Renegades coach. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the so other thing I just thought of Nick, is um, the other Australian states won't let him in, but pretty sure the UAE will let anyone in. So yeah. they should just fly over there and play. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't even need to charter any flights. Just just, just pretend you've got an IPL contract. Oh, yeah, we've got the deck and charges here. Come on, boys. Yeah. The Pune Warriors are here. Yeah. Dress them up in purple and yellow and get them in there. Yep. Brown helmets. That's it. Everyone get a brown helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> Orange caps, brown helmets, yellow pads, whatever. White balls, zing bales. Clads McCacky helmet oh, clads. clads. We're going to speak about the states that aren't being treated like leper colonies. And that's uh, <laughs> the states that are in South Australia at the moment. So we've got South Australia uh, hosted WA in a shield match a couple of, uh, about a week ago now. Uh, WA won the toss and elected to have a bat. Uh, WA would declare uh, nine down for 465. Smash would get 118. And two tall Cameron Green would get 106. Uh, Lloyd Pope, fucking that's right, people. Lloyd fucking Pope would yep. take four for 92 in this game, and Nathan McAndrew would take three for 71. Um, so South Australia would have a would have a bat, they would get four 492 all out in reply. Big Trav Head would, would get 163, and the newly um transferred Jake Carter would get 118 for South Australia as well. Uh, Big Joel Paris will get three for 73 for WA, and Lance Morris will get three for 91. I thought he was driving F1 cars, but that's a whole other scale of the fish. Part of NSYNC, I thought. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, so W.O. would have another bat. They get six for 292. Big Hank, Milton Cartwright, get 121, not out. And Lloyd Pope would take another three wickets, and that would be three for 123. For those playing at home, Lloyd Pope took seven for 215 in this game. So he took wickets, but fucking hell, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, unsurprisingly, like, um... the match ended in a draw. Points, uh, WA got 2.75. South Australia got 3.32. Um, I think they got nearly one point for every run that Lloyd Pope conceded. Um, <laughs> so the Jamie Cox medal votes were done by David. And who did you have with your votes, Dave? Well, I think Pope took, as you said, seven to nine wickets. I can't remember how, ma- how many it was, actually. But he went at sixes, so fuck him. He's not getting a break. <laughs> uh, gave Sean Marsh... One for his hundred in the first dig. Yeah. Um, I gave Travis had two votes for his big hundred in the South Australian innings, and I gave Big Hank Cartwright three for his hundred and seventy odd in the first innings. So he got a hundred in the second dig and seventy odd in the first. So yeah, he gets the three. Yes, Alexander. Um, can I just update everyone on the Lloyd, point, Lloyd Pope number oh, for this season? Yeah. So we'll go, just go over his 2020 season in Shield cricket. So he's played four games in the start of the season and got omitted for the next four. Um, so <clears throat> a total of eight wickets last season, um, bowled 130 overs for 690 runs at a healthy average of 86.25, <laughs> uh, 5.31 <laughs> runs per over. was scored off his bowling and he and, uh, took wickets at a strike rate of 97.5. Batting average, you ask. Uh, he made five runs for the season, <laughs> uh, 48 balls. He was dismissed three times for a strike rate of 10.42 and an average of 1.67. 2021 season so far, seven wickets, as we said, 215 runs off 37.2 overs. His average is 30, a very respectable 30 in bowling. Um, Is that very respectable in Stuart Cricket Park? Okay, so it's... Nice and average in field cricket. <laughs> Let's re- re- change the words. Res- very respectable would be like 22 or something, I imagine. Um, runs per over, uh, shithouse 5.78 so far, and a strike rate of 31, which is really fucking good. Um, his batting, shield batting, 12 runs so Matthew. far in, in one dig. Of 49 balls, so he's faced one more ball in one dig this year than he did for the entire season last year. He he just caught short of his half cowan. Exactly, exactly. Um, A strike rate of 24 and an average of 12. So he's fucking flying with the bat. He's killing it. He's killing numbers. Yes, so that's Um, the run down Interesting, too, your deep dive into Lloyd Pope. I had a little bit of a look into our man Hilton Cartwright, and that was his first Sheffield Shield ton since 2016. That would have been for the Caxing, mm. wouldn't would it? Would you believe that? Mm. Oh, no, they weren't Caxing this year, were they? No, I just made that up. Okay. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> idiot. No one would know. Yeah. <laughs> He's been shit for a long time. Maybe Hilton right, would so, know, but, I imagine, yeah. and his coaches. <laughs> he would know. Not even he would remember. Oh, I bet Chapel he fucking would know. I'll give you that probably tip. rocks himself <laughs> to sleep in the fetal position. As, as, by, as a boy who's been known to make tons, Ross, you fucking always remember. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So Alex would know. Oh, oh, well, yeah, true. I remember every single time I've been here for a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex probably still got a sore neck all of us put that. together. But, um... 
So mm. the other Shield match that just wrapped up in the last few days was Tassie versus Queensland. Um, Tasmanians won the toss and they elected to have that. They would declare six down for 500 as a Karen Rolton highway. Fuck. Tim Ward would get 144 and Jordan Silk would get 100. Mick Ness would get two four sixty for Queensland. Uh, Queensland would then declare five down for 355. Bryce Street would get 143 and Jimmy Pearson would get 106. And it was Jackson Bird's half club, the big Sam Rainbird would get two for 80 for the Tasmanians. Uh, in reply, Tassie would get three for 196 in their second dig. Tim Ward would get 81. And Matthew Kuhneman would get three for 61 for the Queenslanders. Match ended in a draw, unsurprisingly. Points were Tassie 2.32 and Queensland 2.43. Uh, both of the Jamie Cox medal was Roscoe. You're on mute. Jeez, oh, got caught out there. <laughs> novice. We're meant to be bloody professional podcasters, okay? Now, sound quality and not putting yourself on mute is everyone's business. Lift <laughs> your game, bunch of Good answers. cover, mate. Good cover. Ah, just get angry if something goes wrong. Yeah. Always fix Definitely. it. Justin Langer taught me that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the big screen. Explosively <laughs> angry, yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, I missed that rundown, but... Um, that's okay. Tim Ward, three votes for him. Um, just like in his fourth show game, he got 120 and a 70. Uh, particularly impressed with his second even second inning 70 because he got uh, one run off his first 49 balls. Well played, Stonewaller. Mm. Okay. Two votes to um, the other bloke from Bryce Street from Queensland. Yep. He opened. He got 140-odd as well for himself. So good on you, Quality Street. And one vote... I went for, I changed my mind here because I went for, um, I was going to go for Jimmy Pearson, but then I went Jordan Silk because his first innings runs. So one vote for Jordan Silk for getting 100 not out. Jimmy Pearson, a bit stiff, he got 106 not out. And he's my tip now to be the next test keeper for Australia. Okay. Mm, big call, I know. But he's got no, these qualities. No, nah, bypassing too old. Like there's two years age different. Kerry's 30. Jimmy is, um, oh, Jim Pierce is uh, 28. So not really much in it, but I think why not? <laughs> it's too old, though. Why Fuck not? him. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy 30 fucking dead. Is Jimmy Pierce never captain an under-18 football team, Ross? Yeah, yeah, um, I believe he was at Brothers Rugby League Club in Brisbane and he uh, did actually run out uh, and uh, say, come uh, on, fellas, I'm playing 5-8. I'll jump on my shoulders. I'll carry over the line. <laughs> yeah, Chris exactly. Judd's yeah, I can okay. get up with the best of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do a play the ball at me. Come on, do a play the ball. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the other thing I was going to say was this was hilarious, this um, game, for how long Tassie decided they needed to bat for. I think their coach and their captain need a punch to the side of the head. Okay, <laughs> the groundsman at um, Karen Rottenover, I have a bit of time for him because I was thinking to myself, why the fuck has this game from Queensland, I know it got rescheduled because there's one COVID case in the whole state, sort of yeah. Tassie shit their bed. I understand. It's COVID. No one cares. Right. They went to Queensland. They went over to South Australia. Why did it take so fucking long? Go ah, oh, well, there's only one good reason it takes so long because the groundsman had to produce a nice, conducive to good <laughs> scoring and also bat and ball equal measure pitch. That would be the only reason why it would take so long to reschedule this game. And sure enough, he did. He got out his roller, he rolled the pitch, then he got out his line marking machine and painted a white line right down the middle of the Karen Rolling <laughs> Road oval. <laughs> Rolford Road. thing is the Karen yeah, Road yep. Oval. Anyway, uh, Tassie decided that this was still foreign to them and uh, batted till T on day two. 
They won the toss, elected to bat, and batted till T on day two in their yeah. first Maybe, maybe they it, thought it was the Shield final and they just bat forever. Yeah, oh, true. Oh. Is it there? Um, look, we, no one understands the point system. I think they keyed it into a computer back in 2004 and no one understands it since you just spit out the point system. But isn't there something to do with scoring a run or declaring or finishing your innings within a certain amount of overs, no, like 90 it's overs. Something like, it's something like number of wickets taken and scoring rate in the first 100 overs. Yeah, something it might like not be that. 100, it might be 110 or 90 yeah. or something. Or something like that. And uh, Usman, I read an article that Usman had a few quotes, and he said most teams, if they're still batting, they declare by lunch on day two. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, Queensland. But also, according to Usman, didn't Tasmania just want first innings points? Because that was existed <laughs> for about four seasons. So. That was hilarious, Mick. That was my next point. But Sounding like you that. know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely and then, not. And I mentioned, I think, Tas- well, I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek because he would probably know there's no first inning points. And so maybe he said that as Being a smart ass, at, um, yeah. No, but uh, having a dig at Tassie for trying to remind them, oh, did you bet for first inning points, did you? Yeah, you no, it anyway. gets lost when it's typed up in an article, I think. It yeah. does. Anyway, Queensland batted, and then they hoped Tassie would set him a target. But at this stage, it was nearly the start of day four. Tassie, the, the Neil Lawrence bloke and uh, my man who got the three votes, Tim Wells or Wall or whatever his name is, they, one off 49. The other bloke was made four runs off his first 70 deliveries. Oh, it must Just have been painful. Yeah. yeah. Setting the game up. It was there's a quote from one of them. They're both young players, so you know they're probably just a bit um, me- not so media savvy. One of them said, "Yeah, we just wanted to go out there and not lose the game, mate. It was how are we ever going to lose the game? You got ball yeah. there for eighty, you still couldn't have lost the game, yeah. I reckon." <laughs> I, yeah, it, it seems to me like because they're young players. I think the coaches just said, "Well." There's not going to be a result, so just here's your just, chance to face up to time. field yeah. cricket level bowling for mm. a long period of time. Well, it seems like what it would be. It That's was a refreshing change, Alex, from them, from them playing their natural game. So you yeah. can at least say that again. That's true. That's true. All righty. So we'll move on from uh, the Shield cricket. We'll talk a bit of, of one-day cricket. So the match has actually got finished off over this period as well. Um, last podcast, we talked about South Australia versus WA in the one-dayer. We didn't give Mark Higgs medal votes, so I'm going to quickly knock them off now. Uh, Josh Philippe got three for his 137. Alex Carey got two for his 128 not out, which is half the runs, which we gave him a big rap for on the last podcast. And the Bison, Big Mick Marsh, got one vote for his 111. And he is looking in blistering form coming into this T20 World Cup. Um, So quickly touch on, there was a one-day today, South Australia played uh, WA. Um, before I quickly run through the um, scores and everything, I want to talk a bit about Travis Head's display today, which is a fucking, it's, yeah, it's something else altogether. So Travis Head has become the first man to hit two scores of 200 or more in one-day cricket after making his double century today against Queensland. Shit. So he, bat, he was batting at three for Australia, to, uh, for Australia, for South Australia, <laughs> at Karen Rolton Oval. Um, Head came in in the middle of the fourth over and reached his 200 from the first ball of the 45th over. So he batted basically 41 overs. Uh, the 114th delivery face brought up his 200. Uh, he was eventually dismissed for 230 from 127 balls. His in- innings <laughs> included 28 fours and eight sixes. That is a strike rate of 181.1. That's nuts. <laughs> so um, he 
He also made he made his first ton off 65 deliveries, which is the quickest in state history. Um, he's, so his knock of 230 is the second highest score in Australian one-day cup history. That is only beaten by Darcy Shaw's 257 against Queensland in 2018. Um, so Head also scored 202 against um, Western Australia in Sydney six years back when they used to play the, basically the tournament at the little post of stamps in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and this is his ninth this day 100 in his career. So it's his ninth one-day 100 at state level. So the only other Australian men to score double hundred to score a double hundred in this day cricket are the previously mentioned Darcy Short. Ben Dunk is one of the others. Oh, that's why he got so many years. Yeah. We've finally worked Mate. it out. Yeah. 229, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't got the number in front of me, unfortunately. No. And they made 400. Yeah, and the final uh, met, uh, player to do that is the late uh, Philip Hughes. Um, so there's only that was other... an Australia eight game in Darwin. Yeah, yep. There's only two other men who have scored more more than two double tons in one day cricket in the world. That's India's route. Sorry, yeah, Ross. The the tubby guy who opens from right, not Rainer, the other guy. Oh. The one with the big tummy who opens in Test cricket for him. He's got two double tons in ODI cricket for India. Yeah, can't think of his name. Rohit Lost Sharma. It. That one. That guy. Yeah. And, and he, Chris he's Ross. got three. He has three double tons oh, in Test one day cricket. Oh, and the yeah. other wow. one plays for Surrey and is a bloke named Ali Brown who has a couple of double tons. As big bad um, Ali Brown. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that game, um, the South Australians would make eight for three ninety one. As we said, Travis Edward made 230 Crazy. from 127 balls at a strike rate of 181. Um, Jake Weatherall would also get 97 um, yeah. in that innings as well. Went down to a leading edge. So he's just fucking <laughs> stinking it up. Yeah. He, um, I was watching this game. He was way behind, going at about 75 run rate for yeah. just about all of his innings until he hit about 70 and then just fucking went mental. Yeah. Um, and then went out to a leading edge to mid off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sort of on like a short of a length went ninety-seven. Blip. Jesus Christ. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, so Queensland bowlers, uh, Garinda Sandu at his third uh, third crack at state cricket took oh. uh, four for seventy-three um, to be the best of the Queensland bowlers. But in reply, there was a bit of rain about. So that yes, Alex, did he shine like a diamante? Shine like a diamond. Wow. I'm so happy I stopped for that. Ah, so happy. Oh, um, yeah. They just stopped all the momentum yeah. for that. Alex, you watched this whole game. So can you tell me, was he bowling pace? Was he bowling off spin? Or was he doing a Roy Simons and bowling a bit of both when the situation required? Uh, just pace off a very um, long run up for not very <laughs> long run up for 122 yeah. k's now. Okay, yeah. good. Thank yeah. you. Nothing has changed. Excellent. Alrighty. <laughs> so, um, Queensland. Uh, there was a bit of rain about, so they did get a short total, but it was still massive. Um, so Queensland in reply would be rolled for 312 all out. Sam Heaslett <laughs> uh, said said to Travis, "Sam, I'll have a crack at you, son." And he got to 93 off 59 balls, going at 157 as a strike rate. So not too bad going. Uh, Matty Renshaw will get 52 at basically a run of ball, and Nick Nessa will get 55 off 30 balls. That's Oof. at one that, for those playing home. That's 183 strike rate at the late late innings. Um, he makes handy runs, Mick. Yeah, so he's a, that's another reason not not the worst idea to put him in the fucking test side at some point. I think number yes, eight. Roscoe. Yeah, don't no, Nick Nessa. Um, he's really good. He could bet higher, but uh, anyway, they choose not to. 
interesting that um, I would have thought after that 2.30, my initial thoughts were, oh, I thought Ben Dunk got one double ton a while ago back on North Sydney over. Well, this might be the second double ton, but uh, there's been a few, a few creeps up on it. Mm. So um, just finish off here. So South Australia, South Australia bowling, uh, <laughs> son of the paper magnate and the big recruit, Brendan Doggett, will get four uh, for 75. He's a week off now to rest his back. Yeah. And Alex's man, Lloyd Pope, will get four for 78. Nuts. So for those Rich players, of four. nine overs, he went at 8.67 and over. But he He's takes not... two wickets, so it doesn't matter. So yeah, not good. Robinson Caruso there going at eights in this game. No, and the point I was going to make, Mick, they made um, eight for 391 and they only got 48 overs though because of rain. So yeah. like 400 in 50 overs is definitely on the cards. Interesting, you make such a big total, but there were two ducks and a one in that. Yeah. in the in yeah, They yeah, really fell time. away at the back. Yeah, end. at the end they did, yes. Yeah. Once head went out, it was just wicket, wicket, wicket. They were going the slog. They must have seen the rain. I mean, it was the well, last five overs anyway, but they yeah. must have seen yeah. the rain coming because some of the shots, like there was a golden blob. And... Yeah, well, I reckon two overs to go, they were eight in. The fair chance not to bat their overs. Imagine yeah. that. You make yeah. 795, <laughs> say, and don't bat your overs. Criminal. Cardinal sin, David. Oh, sacrosanct. Um, like the head. Did yeah. I assign the votes to any of you boys? Oh, I did the Mick. Yes. Yeah. All right, Roscoe. Yeah. Who have you got for the Mark? Um, I gave one vote to Lloyd Pope because he's never going to get another vote for <laughs> anything. So one to Lloyd Pope. I gave two votes to I like Sam Heaslitz in. He gave him a shot. Like, yeah, just he did have a crack. Go out and yeah. um, have a crack at uh, nearly four, nigh on 400 under the duck with Lewis. And uh, would you believe I gave three votes to um, the so. umpires because they did yeah. a great job. Trevor's <laughs> <laughs> oh, head, sorry. Uh... <laughs> all right. And that's always, of course, as we know, that's going towards winning the brand new um, Volkswagen Amarok that we've got up for the best one-day yeah. player of the year this yeah. year. All right. All that's the good. mod cons too, leather seats, yep. heated seats, yeah, that little triangle on the side mirror when a car's next to you on the freeway, <laughs> that thing's there. Yeah, it's got um, electric uh, windows and it's got power steering too. Yeah. Ooh. So that's where it's wow. got automatic transmission. Hang on. Yeah. And yep. tape deck, AM yep. and FM. FM. Yep. Video as well. It's got a CD stacker in the boot too. Yeah. We, so asked, we asked the local on us, VW guys. Um, get that, could get the the FM, and the it's FM your rate. choice of whether you want a, a hard canopy or a tub or whatever in the that'll station. do us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Frederick Harris Socks. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll trade an option bit, to bet, everyone. About two more minutes and then we're done. All right. So oh, shit, uh, dang. Uh, this is halfway, isn't it? Thread throughout last few podcasts. And that is the saga of Jimmy Faulkner. So, um, <laughs> oh, news? Me up Jimmy Faulkner. so um, James Faulkner has followed through on his vow to snub the KFC BBL and will try oh. his trade overseas, joining the Abu Dhabi T20 League. Oh, it's T10. T10. Oh, T10. It's fucking, I can't no. even read. It is a T10 yeah. league. So Faulkner was the only Australian to be drafted um, oh, in, in the 15-day long tournament that has attracted some of the world's best short-form players, As including it. Andre Russell, Taft Duplessis, Owen Morgan, Nicholas Pooh ran down my leg, Chris Gale and Dwayne Bravo. Oh, Dwayne Pipe. Yeah, good to see yeah. you back. So mm. the 10 yeah, over side ICC-sanctioned uh, league finishes a day before the BBL gets underway on December 5th. 
meaning players would not be available for the start of the BBL or knock me down with a fucking feather. Um, so, but yeah. 14 so, days in a hotel room, thank you very much. Get fucked. Yeah, yeah so there's a few. <laughs> the interesting one is there's a few blokes who were on BBL list last year who were playing in this, like, crew run. Well, uh, Liam Livingston and Jason Roy are also playing, so they'll obviously not be playing. Jay Roy. They'll also not be playing in the BBL. It looks like most of those will head Schwanker to play in their T20 Premier League, and then we'll head on to Pakistan to play their T20 Super League in February. So that is what um, old Jimmy Faulkner is up to at the moment. So woe is me, Jimmy Faulkner, following through <laughs> on his sooking. So good luck to him. Well done, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's as a proud Tasmanian, he's very happy to go to Abu Dhabi to play his cricket. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also... Uh, that was, you might remember Ben Dunk got released from his Stars contract partway through the BBL last year. Yep. And it was to go and play in the Abu Dhabi T10. Oh, league. wow. Yeah, okay. I watched a bit of it last year. When I still didn't want him back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm surprised he's not there again, Nick. But anyway, maybe he'll come in as a yeah, late signing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he wasn't drafted anyway. So maybe he's mm. already on a list or there's, oh, that's true. Or there's some free agency a, type bullshit oh, or something. Yeah, but, yeah, it might be a wildcard pickup yeah. when they have the second uh, zone selection. That yeah, bloke who just yeah. walks past the net and says, "Can I play?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah something, we've got four eleven. Something on that freakish ball ahead of yours. Yes, come on, <laughs> I don't think we've got a helmet big enough. We'll send for one from <laughs> South Africa. We we'll have to get one past the mate. Send off to Melbourne if I can get you. Um, <laughs> all righty, I think that'll do us for this episode of the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. Just a just a final thought from me. What was that, Roscoe? Oh, sorry, just a final thought from yes, me. Yes, okay, interesting... yes, Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, just only a true crime podcast that we are. I had an interesting read, a very interesting article the other day, saying that Xavier Ellis, when he was on debut on the recent white ball tour of several countries... You mean Nathan to... Ellis, not Xavier Ellis, who played Hawthorne on West Coast. Yeah, not that fat cunt, yeah. Okay. Um... Allegedly. <laughs> No, he's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, he got a job on television. I never understood. Okay, Nathan Ellis. He committed David the cardinal sin. Oh no! He wore Didn't a, he, his overs. No. Oh. He wore <laughs> a chronometer. Gone? Yeah, he wore a chronometer onto the field. No, he didn't. He did. That's a watch for those playing at home. Yeah. Um, and as we guess know, who blew up about that? Um, the boss. No. Oh. JL. Jeez. Oh. I can understand blowing up about taking a sandwich on the field. That seems dumb. But yes. a watch, it's neither him or there. Bare forearms are sacrosanct. So. <laughs> uh, there's, there's more JL news. Yes. He's been yeah. posting shit on LinkedIn oh, and yeah. Facebook like a scorned 15 year old lover. That wasn't on Facebook, that was on LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, like, geez, this guy's up with social media, wouldn't you? Along the lines of just listen to your own I am mind. Who I am. If they, if someone's not giving you the respect you deserve, it's simple. Oh. You just cut them out of your life. Like, what are you oh. doing? Anyone who posts something about not, I can't get no respect. It's just Rodney Dangerfield. Really, <laughs> oh. it's because you don't deserve it. I yeah. like how his his version of social media is to post to LinkedIn. That oh, made yeah. me laugh the most yeah. of all. I don't care what shit it was. Right. Well, fact, he's like, oh, which oh, I'm on, oh, I need to get on a social media network. Oh, quick, jump on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. yeah my thoughts must be known. LinkedIn uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and how much I like this 
uh, instructional video on Gantt charts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a Simon Sinek leadership video. Like, anyone gives <laughs> a fuck. And, and also how you get up at 3 a.m. every day to do four hours work before you hit the oh, office yeah. at 6 yeah. these, oh. these six things Billy Lairs all do. Yeah. A Brene Brown article about leadership. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, it's also, it's interesting because he posted it on LinkedIn and then he went and updated his Bebo and MySpace website. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, do I? All righty. Crispy. I know. Yeah. yeah really good. Uh, so, yeah. Also, shout out to Mitch Stark. You bought everyone's shoes in the women's tennis oh. match, apparently. We've got to talk about that, but fucking, he oh. bought him shoes because he's a good bloke. So, well done to him. Oh, I have a lot of I'm not going to get into a rant about if they needed those shoes, why aren't they wearing them all the time? But anyway, yes, Alex. Here's why the first female cricket shoe got produced two years ago, ever. Yeah, but uh, but we but we sell work boots, men's work boots to women at work. Like, do they wear them? Yeah, <laughs> or do they buy them and fucking take them home and look at them? Yeah. Yeah. But they're like no. they're like pop vinyls. You just put yeah. them on your shelf and put buy them. That's limited edition boots. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I have no. Well done to Mitch Stark for buying. No. As in, no. Asics gave him a fucking no. eleven boots to give out. Yeah, anyway. that's true. Two yeah. issues with this story, Nick. Um, one, I like Lisa Stalaker, but she told it and it was terrible. It was like the world's most boring story dressed up as being really interesting, which is why I'm retelling it now. <laughs> Two, Nick Stark. This uh, is a natural environment for a story like that. <laughs> <Two>. <laughs> Mitch Stark coming out of this looking like some hero when he's not, he's just been a pain in the ass. That was his body language, though. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and three. Yeah, they should have it in their kit bag, obviously, but um, they're not as well resourced as the. But what did he? Uh, my question is: Did he buy he bought him, spikes? He bought a did he buy him shoes, or did he buy him the long spikes yeah, that screw spikes. into the shoes? Because yeah, that's about yeah, yeah. fifteen bucks each, and that's a lot yeah. fucking cheaper, and not yeah. as much of a hero if you only no, bought they, them. I didn't buy him shoes. They have shoes. They're not yeah. paupers living on the streets Same. of Baghdad. I know, but that's okay? They've got a pair of shoes. Every article you read made it sound like he gave them shoes. Yeah, no, I thought they bought. He bought Shoes, like yeah. no, he bought them. Spikes. Bought him I don't know if he even spikes. bought them. Long spikes. Yeah. He bought. He never ever bought for fifteen bucks. So you've got no excuse not having in, in your bag. It's it. He didn't. He didn't go and fucking buy them shoes. They own shoes. They play cricket. Anyway, speaking oh. of shoes and feet, buy some socks from Frederick. Yeah. And, put some them on, and put them on before you put your shoes on. Yeah. yeah. Put your after. spikes through your yeah. socks and wear your socks over your shoes. Then you can look trendy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let's drag uh, this out. I want to see Bull's head literally explode. Mitch Stark will buy a new set of socks if you put I'm your socks on. I'm going. All right. We're all done here. All right. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody. Uh, Bye. Love uh, it.